Buenos dias from Diamond Springs. This is the Rorschach Venezuela update from Thursday, 20th of January, 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Venezuela. Last week, the Mexican government published the requirements for Venezuelans that want to obtain tourist visas. The Comunique states that they must present to the Mexican embassy documents providing the ownership of a piece of real estate or businesses, in addition to the payment of a fee of around 50 U.S. dollars. How long does a tourist visa last? The tourist visa will allow you to stay up to 180 days from the date of issuance. In Spain, the Audencia Nacional rejected Adrián Velázquez's appeal against his extradition to the United States. Velázquez is a former bodyguard of the late Hugo Chavez. He is being investigated by the U.S. government for money laundering. The appeal was introduced after the National Court approved the extradition of Claudia Patricia Diaz Guillén, wife of Velázquez and former treasurer of the nation. Joshua Goodman, a journalist for the Associated Press, said he did some research and found out that Miami prosecutors are conducting additional investigations into the case of Luisa Ortega for her involvement in bribery cases. Ortega, former attorney general of the Republic of Venezuela, ceased her duties on the 31st of December of 2021. She was already in exile at that time. Ortega may be implicated in several cases of corruption related to Maduro's government. On Saturday, the 15th of January, Colombian newspaper La Semana published that former Colombian congresswoman Piedad Cordova is now implicated in Alex Saab's case. Recent investigations determined that one of the companies managed by Saab, alleged Maduro's frontman, purchased 17 airline tickets from Cordoba during 2015 and 2016. These tickets were for flights to Bogota from Havana and vice versa. Cordoba has denied these accusations. Monday the 17th, Bolivia Minister of Government Carlos Eduardo del Castillo reported that 15 vehicles belonging to the Venezuelan embassy that had been stolen were recently recovered. Del Castillo accused Juan Guaido, staff of stealing, illegally selling these vehicles during the Janine Añez administration. Janine Añez officiated as president between 2019 and 2020 after the constitutional threat of Bolivia was broken. Juan Guaido denied the accusations, assuring that one of those accused of stealing the vehicles, public servant Cesar Hernandez, was a representative of Maduro's government. Although 15 vehicles were recovered, the total number of cars missing from the Venezuelan embassy is 34. Also on Monday the 17th, the European Commission published its annual budget for humanitarian aid. It consists of almost $2 billion, out of which around $225 million were assigned to combat crises in Asia and Latin America. Venezuela will benefit from this money as it will help reduce the impact of the complex humanitarian emergency the country is currently going through. The National Observatory of Finance reported that the minimum weekly income to sustain a family of four is approximately $20, and we're speaking about the minimum amount of food people need in order to survive. At least the price variation with respect to last month is less than 2%. 
which gives further indications of the end of hyperinflation after the publication of the reform of the Law of Registries and Notaries, which updates the costs of procedures from tax units to Petros. The measure was questioned both by citizens and by different organizations. The Constitution states that a public consultation must be held to reform this type of law. However, this was not done. Organizations such as Federal Comercio and the Chamber of Commerce, Industries and Services of Caracas declared that a new reform must be carried out, taking into account all the sectors involved. The National Electoral Council approved on Monday the 17th three applications to hold a recall referendum against Maduro. The requests were introduced by the organizations MOVER, Todos Unidos por el Referendo Revocatorio, and the National Executive Committee of Confederjunta. For this process to be activated, it is required that at least 20% of those registered in the National Electoral Registry express their support for the recall of Nicolas Maduro's mandate. And now, some news about the economy. Farmers in the state of Merida announced that recent harvests of different crops have been lost due to the low temperatures during the first days of January. Temperatures have constantly reached sub-zero levels, which has caused crops such as potatoes, carrots, and garlic to be lost. Growers said that when the weather improves, they will plant again, but that vegetables will have a considerable price increase in the upcoming days. The production of Merida's farmers supplies almost the entire country. As if this were not enough, farmers have also reported that smuggled crops are constantly entering the country from Colombia, competing with the prices of domestic production. The vegetables that enter the country do not comply with import taxes, which makes them cheaper, and do not have adequate sanitary control. So those who buy these products run the risk of falling ill. According to a report by the Router News Agency, the export of food and oil derivatives from Venezuela to Cuba has increased considerably since November 2021. Both Venezuela and Cuba had been sanctioned by the U.S. government. Maduro said that these sanctions were illegal. He claimed that any attempt to block its trade with countries such as Cuba was also against the law. In the annual report and accounts presented by Nicolas Maduro on Saturday the 15th, he promised to grant more credits during 2022 to entrepreneurs. Bank credits are restricted due to the mandatory reserve requirements of more than 80% that was imposed by Maduro in 2019. With the easing of economic restrictions and the recent de facto dollarization of the country's economy, it is expected that both merchants and banking institutions, encouraged by Maduro's statements, will reach an agreement to grant more bank credits and reduce legal reserves. We got some sad news. The U.S. Financial Times recently published a report denouncing the environmental crisis in Canaima National Park. For months, spokespersons, activists, and NGOs have been denouncing illegal mining and deforestation activities that have caused damage to the entire ecosystem. Canaima is a national park located in eastern Venezuela and was declared a World Heritage Site by UNESCO in 1994. However, this has not prevented the ecosystem from being destroyed to the point that aerial and satellite photographs show how mining activities have devastated large areas that were once reservoirs 
of flora and fauna. It is quite upsetting that people still destroy our planet, putting everyone's lives at risk in order to put some cash in their pockets. Fortunately, there's still hope. There are people that dedicate their lives to saving other human beings. Take Rene Sotelo, for example. Sotelo is a Venezuelan physician who is an international leader in robotic surgery. He has treated more than 4,000 cases of urological conditions, including cancer, with minimally invasive procedures thanks to his expertise in robotic surgery. Despite being based in Los Angeles, Sotelo constantly travels to Venezuela, where he also treats patients with different affections, dividing his work between the two countries. He also serves as a researcher and has won more than 20 international awards. Bravo, Sotelo. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Here's a poem to remind you to tell your friends about us. Roses are red, violets are blue. We don't like ads and neither do you. Let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at venezuela at rorschach.com or follow us on Instagram at Rorschach Venezuela and Twitter at Rorschach V. Hasta la próxima. Hasta la próxima.